Welcome to the Pigskin Podcast. Ball in the air, and it's intercepted. A weekly podcast about all things football. For this first throw. And only football. Every week, we'll go in-depth about each team and deliver the best hard-hitting topics. Touchdown! Now, here's your host, Andrew Walker. Welcome back, everyone. Dan and Drew are back at you for another installment of the Pigskin Podcast. We're back from vacation as well. How was your vacation? I am just happy to be back in my own bed. I think a lot of people, including myself, take for granted how much one enjoys their bed until they're gone because I cannot sleep when I'm not in my own bed. Glad to be back, though. Talking football again. This week was weird. You had the Steelers losing, which you and I both think that they were overrated from the start. Mm-hmm. You had the Seahawks who lost at home, which seems to be something that never happens, especially with Russell Wilson. Well, speaking of the Seahawks, like I said a couple of weeks ago, home field advantage specifically for the Seahawks is irrelevant in the year 2020. They don't have fans. The 12s, they're non-existent. So they don't have that energy to feed off of. And I said when Russell Wilson had back-to-back games with two picks each, that he was no longer in the MVP race. Yeah. And this past week solidified that for me. And we'll talk about MVP picks in this episode. Dan and I are going to give our top five MVP picks right now. We're also going to give our fourth installment of our power rankings, and then we'll wrap it up with our week 14 predictions. We'll talk a little bit about fantasy. I know that a lot of you have been inquiring more about that. We'll start out with our power rankings Now, because it's on the later half of the season, a lot of these teams, honestly, they're not even relevant. You could put them in the same pile of crap, and they all still still smell the same. The Jets and the Bengals right now are the two worst teams in the NFL. I mean, that's that's what we have right here with the Jets, Jacksonville, and Cincy since Joe Burrow is out for the rest of the season. It's all the same churning at the bottom of the league. They're all fighting for that number one pick. I think the Jets had a huge sigh of relief when they almost beat the Raiders this past weekend, but they are still number 32. And funny enough, they fired the wrong guy, but honestly, they kept the right guy. If you want to guarantee that number one overall pick, look, we're not going to continue to talk about it. Everybody knows the Jets are losing on purpose. They fired Greg Williams because his defense actually almost won that game, but in in hindsight, (laughs) it lost the game at the same time. The Jets right now, they're going to get the number one pick. They're fighting for it. Once Adam Gase, once the season is over, actually I was talking about this with Daniel this weekend. When the Jets solidify the number one overall pick, they will fire Adam Gase. Until then, he's still going to be the coach. He will be for the remainder of the year. I think the Bengals are just as bad, like Daniel said. Joe Burrow's out for the year. Don't need to really talk about them. They're, I mean, they're terrible. They only put up seven points against Miami. But my 30th ranked team, because you talked about the Jags as well, I actually think that the Jags are better than the Eagles right now. I understand the Jags only have one win, but the Eagles only have two more. Yeah. Well, you know, in my rankings, you know, it goes to the Jets, Jacksonville, Cincy, and then I have Philadelphia number 29. This is a situation Jalen Hurts had to come in because Carson Wentz has just been so bad. And when you spend a second round pick on a quarterback, fans want you to play that especially in philadelphia yeah i mean they're impatient and so for them to rightfully so though i mean they're the eagles have been terrible this year and you still have a chance to make the playoffs that's the thing you they're in a division where making a change this late in the season if you have a record what philadelphia has right now 
if you make a change this late in the season, what's the point? You're just seeing what you have. Yeah. But Philly right now is, hey, we might actually win the division here. I don't think they will, but Jalen Hurts might come in and actually play better than uh, Carson Wentz has. Well, I mean, that bar is set so low at this point, which is awful because Carson Wentz is a good person. Um, but at the end but of the, the NFL day, down, yeah, yeah, NFL doesn't care about you mm-hmm. being a good person. So, now, they do care about you being a bad person. Unless you're the Tennessee Titans. And you keep Isaiah Wilson around, and he's just, you know, wasting space and breathing air. But Jacksonville, speaking of them, this, again, this isn't a power rankings of best record. Records are thrown out the window. I couldn't care less about records right now because when you guys are facing, when two teams are facing off on a Sunday, I'm going with who I think is going to win. So Jacksonville, even though they have only have that one win, I think that they could beat the Eagles right now, especially with James Robinson. He's a rookie, and he's third overall in rushing in the NFL. Yeah, behind Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. So that's, that's good company. Re- really good company. I think a couple teams that are a little bit better than Jaguars, so from my 28 team, I think the Cowboys, I don't know. I, I, I want to put them higher, but their defense is still one of the worst in the league. I, I can't put them any higher than that. Ahead of them, I have the Chargers, Panthers, and Broncos as well. Chargers put up a goose egg, 45-0 to against New England. They, you know, with the Chargers, I actually have them at 28 and Dallas at 27. The Chargers, a lot of that has to do with Anthony Lynn. And here we are on a Thursday, and Anthony Lynn is still the head coach of the Chargers. And he'll, he'll be fired soon. And, you know, I know a couple of weeks ago I said, well, let's look at the end of next season. What happens? It's not going to get that far. I don't even think, you know, I admit my mistake on that. I don't even think it's going to get that far. And that I'm surprised that he hasn't been fired this week. His game management as a head coach is not very good. And 45 to zero against a middle mediocre team in New England. Now, New England has won their four of their last five games. And I think they're the most improved team so far this season to not score even a field goal against that new England team. That says more about Anthony Lynn as head coach. And, you know, as well as Justin Herbert's been playing, you know, I have to put, and I, I've given him a lot of praise on the podcast, but I also have to give him criticism. You, you, I understand you're rookie and you're playing Bill Belichick and that defense. We'll talk about the defense of the Patriots later, but you have to be able to produce something. Give me some substance. That wasn't the case. My 26 team of the Panthers, the Panthers, I don't know what I'm getting every single week. I can't put them higher because I don't know what. Now they have DJ Moore. I, I, I don't know if he's going to be playing for the remainder of the year just because he's he got hurt. But you have Robbie Anderson. Mike Davis is, you know, a decent backup to Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he was a starter once, you know, when he was out. But Panthers, I don't know what I'm getting. So I can't put them any higher because who knows who's going to show up each and every week. Well, I think I can answer that question. It's Teddy Bridgewater. He has great weapons around him. Mike Davis has slid into that running back one spot with Christian being out, and it has worked well. But Teddy Bridgewater is so inconsistent, and I'm beating a dead horse when I talk about his game management style. I'm not going to do that again. But under center, Teddy Bridgewater is not the long-term answer. He is a great bridge to the next quarterback, but he is not their quarterback. And, and I, I understand he signed a big offseason deal. I agree with Daniel, though, being a bridge. I don't think – I think he'll play next year. He'll continue to start. But Matt Rule, he's going to draft gonna, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. and he's going to sit behind Teddy. Yeah, because Matt Rule came in 
And you, you're trying to, first of all, Kyle Allen was not the answer. So Matt Rule comes in. He's like, okay, what are my best options right now? Teddy Bridgewater was that. I do believe that that was the right choice. Now, Teddy, unfortunately, he can't stay healthy. When he is and he makes the right decisions, they can be very good. But they play terrible situational football. When they need to do the things they need to do to win games, they don't they don't produce. So at 28, I had the Chargers, talked about them. Dallas at 27, that defense has improved as the year has progressed. You know, what's funny is that that offense still ranks number ninth in yards per game. Down, that's how good Dak, Dak Prescott yeah, was. was so He's still leading the league at yards per game at 371. So by that virtue alone, just how good their offense was before Dak, I have them toward the bottom of the league. I have Chicago 26. It's not going to get easier for them as the season progresses. Chicago, oh, you it's started gonna get worse. <laughs> you started so strong, and we've talked about them enough on this podcast. Everyone knows our feelings on them. It's an unfortunate, um, but they're at 26. My 25th team, Denver, this week you had the chance to win on the last drive, but Drew Locke, you just completely fell apart. He he, That interception at the end of the game, the last play for them, I, I'm trying to think, and I understand I'm sitting on my butt right now. I don't play in the NFL. But I'm trying to think what he's thinking and he's seeing in that moment. He There was not even, there was not a, a player close to him. A, re- a receiver, yeah. yeah it, Maybe he threw it straight directly to the corner. I mean, it was a present wrapped, ready to go. Uh, it was that, that drive was, I mean, it, it was, it was quintessential drew lock right there for you sure. Flashes of moments as a quarterback, but overall he has been a dud for John Elway. So they're at 25, my 24 spot, the Houston Texans. Hmm. Surprising. I'll talk about them later in terms of my MVPs, but Houston it says more so about their defense and their offense. I think if they didn't have a four and seven record, we could see them up further in the rankings. But that defense is the worst in the league in a lot of metrics. I don't. I don't think they're that low. Uh, I, I do agree with the Broncos, though. They have they're on my twenty fifth spot as well. I have to go with the Bears at the twenty fourth spot. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. That is literally their season right there. Their their mission was to at least produce, have somewhat of of hope or dreams in making the playoffs or even having contention in the in the division itself. The Bears technically aren't out of the playoffs, but their season is over. The Bears have lost six games in a row. I think this week it's going to be seven. They're not good. Their defense is you know decent now, but their defense has gotten worse as this season has progressed. But I don't blame them for that. One, I it's hard to continue to play games where your offense isn't doing anything and you're always on the field. And it's also another thing. It's discouraging when you when you started out as one of the best teams in the NFL statistically on the win and loss column. Nobody thought they were really that good. And you've lost six in a row. And now you're out of the playoff contention. Hey, kudos for getting 30 points this past weekend. Yeah, kudos. And, and speaking of the Lions, though. They're actually my 23rd. I told now, you guys. Have you told us before? I've told everyone on this podcast, when a team fires a head coach, you bet them. You go with them. They're a guaranteed win. Teams are 3-0 this season when they fire their head coach. They beat the Bears. I'm not impressed by it because I don't think the Bears are good anyway. 
I'm just happy that my prediction of, of the Lions winning due to firing Matt Patricia is still holding true. Okay, Andrew, let me ask you a little quick trivia since we're still talking about the Chicago-Detroit game. How many times this season has Chicago scored 30 points? Well, let me think. So they started out the season 4-0. Trying to think. They didn't score 30 against Tennessee. Um... The only team I can think about is Atlanta when Atlanta was up and then they ended up choking that game away because Nick Foles came in. I would say twice. You'd be correct, yeah. Only twice this season have they scored 30 points, and one of them was in a loss. That just shows you with their offense, they just don't have the umph, star power needed for that offense. And when you talk about Chicago fans and they're quite prideful it's a if it's a prideful fan base, which is great. All fan bases should be like that. But at some point, you got to give up on this Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles experiment and realize. Oh, I think the fans have given that up. I think it's the organization itself. Matt Nagy needs to get out of there. I think you and I hate that teams are always having to recycle and start over and all that. I think you have to. Matt Nagy has not shown me anything thus far where he's the right fit there. Well, but I'd also ask the general manager, Ryan Pace. I mean, is his time up as well? I would just, I would say just so. get rid of them both because they haven't given me in the last five years in the first round. I'm not talking about others. When has, when has Chicago been successful in the first round? That's arguably the most important round for teams. And if you, the listeners have an answer to that, feel free to reach out on social media. Yeah. yeah. Podcast Pickskin on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know, please, which pick has Chicago actually aced with Ryan Pace as the general manager in the first round? Yeah, not any other rounds. We're not talking about trades because obviously Klumak was a fantastic trade. But so anyways, Bears at 24, Lions at 23. I think Washington and Giants are 21-22. You can interchange them if you want. I don't care. I think they've definitely gotten a lot better over the past couple weeks. I don't still I still think that they're not better than uh the teams ahead of them. But I am impressed by how they play lately, especially the Giants and well, actually both teams because they beat the Seahawks and the Steelers, both of them. Giants go to Seattle, beat Seahawks, and then Washington going to Pittsburgh, beating Pittsburgh. I think they're twenty one and twenty two. Well, before I get there, because I actually have them further up into my list. You have them better than Houston? Yes. No. Yes, I do. <laughs> hold, hold on. I have Carolina at 23 just because, I mean, they had to buy this past week. Christian McCaffrey will be coming back this week when they play Denver. Finally. Finally. God, it's doesn't I mean, even matter now, really. It, yeah, it doesn't matter, but I mean, it's nice to see him on the field. I mean, before he went out with another injury, he did pretty well against Kansas City. But I have Carolina at 23, Atlanta at 22, Detroit at 21, San Francisco at 20. Just the injuries, it's just too much at this point. But now we're getting to the Giants in Washington. I have the Giants at 19 and Washington at 18. For me, it was interchangeable. You know, the Giants have won four in a row. And without Daniel Jones this past weekend, they don't need Danny Dimes. They got Colt McCoy. Washington, they've won three in a row. They had a massive win against the last undefeated team. And that says something for both of them. The Giants were able to beat the Seahawks. Washington was able to beat the Steelers. They're both tied for the top of their division. 
And I've said when we've done power rankings in the past, leading your division says something when it comes to power rankings. No matter how crappy that division is. Yes, because you have to win against the teams in your own division. So I have them at 19 and 18. At the 20th spot, I have the 49ers. They've just been ravaged with injuries this year. I think they're middle of the road. Let's just say that. I have the Falcons at 19 and the Texans at 18. The reason why is because Matt Ryan and Deshaun Watson are playing great football. They are. Their, their defense is bad. I will say that. But mm-hmm. tell me you want to play Deshaun Watson right now. Uh, Deshaun Watson is the Texans. So the understand is, it's not a senior. It's not a, you know, it's a one person power ranking. It's a team. But I don't want to face the Texans right now. No. Well, I'm going to address that later on in the episode of actually why you would want to face the Texans. Okay. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to face Deshaun Watson at all. I have the Cardinals at 17. They're the team that's the that where they have where have they been? They they have been non existent. They have been an awful team the past couple weeks. I don't think the Cardinals are good right now. Well, I mean, they're not. They've lost four of their last five games. The only one was that Hail Mary. Yeah, Hail Murray. Yeah, the uh, Hail Murray uh, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They're not good right now. I mean, they're six and six. And the thing is with Kyler Murray, I don't see him as a leader. He's you know, quiet. He's very quiet. When you see him on the sidelines, he doesn't interact with the other players. When something doesn't go right on the field, he does pout. He doesn't have that leader mentality. I know well, that we, we, and this is all, of course, Daniel speaking from a, from what we can see on TV. Yes. We don't know what goes behind in the locker room. He might yes. be a fantastic leader. I'm just looking at the optics that I, yeah, when the I'm surface. looking, yeah, when I'm seeing the broadcast, I'm like, mm, his demeanor is a lot different, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, he, you'll see him on the sideline. Very vocal. Yes. So their demeanors are much different and how that translates with the players. I don't know. I'm just going based off of what I see. And I don't see him as a football leader. Hopefully that changes. But when you've lost four of your last five and you're now six and six, you have been the most disappointing team in the league. When I when I uh, see Kyler Murray coming off the field, remember that play where Eli Manning got sacked and the the network zoomed in on his face and his bug <laughs> eyes and was like, uh, what did what did happen? What, what just happened? That's what I see sometimes when Kyler Murray comes off the field and they're punting the ball or whatever. Just kind of this glare, like, what just happened? And I, I agree with Dana. Like, the demeanor is different. I want him to be more vocal and passionate out there. I don't Again, what goes on in the locker room, that's between the players and the organization. And, you know, I had New England at 17 and Arizona at 16. I think I'm going to flip them. I'll put Arizona at 17 and New England at 16 because, like I've said, New England has been the most improved team this season. They've won four of their last five. Why Arizona has lost for their last five. They're, those two teams are going in opposite directions. Unfortunately, probably both of them are going to miss playoffs. Yeah, just because New England is stuck with Miami and Buffalo. Even with the extra wild card spot, it won't be enough for them. I had Minnesota at 15 simply because of their record at this point and the amount of better teams in front of them. We have five, eight, and four teams, three, nine, and three teams, and three, seven, and five teams. So for me, it would be difficult to put Minnesota much higher than they are at 15 because they are six and six. They are trending in the right direction. Hopefully they can continue that, but I have them at 15. And 
it's it's bad company for the Vikings because, like you said, there's so many teams that are one, two, or three games better than them. You have eight teams right now that are one or two games better than them. If they're going to make playoffs, they have to say a prayer and hope that teams slip up. The Vikings, unfortunately, I think it's a little too late. We'll see, though. This season has been interesting, and honestly, you never know with, with, you know when it comes week to week. But speaking of the Vikings, I have the, I have the Vikings at 16. I have the Patriots at 15. Whoa. Yeah, the yeah. Vikings at 16. Oh, I thought you said Raiders. No, no, no. no. <laughs> They're a little higher. Both pillagers. I have the Vikings at 16, Patriots at 15. I think that they have done fantastic things in order to put themselves in this position. They're still in the playoff hunt. Well, all they're doing at this point is really just giving them a mediocre draft pick. But, you know. Yeah, maybe they should just lose more and have a better chance for Trevor Lawrence or something. Anyways. That's not happening. It's not. So the Patriots at 15, and at my 14 spot, I actually have the Dolphins. Surprisingly, I understand. The Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. I struggle with this. I understand it sounds crazy. But when I look at the 13 teams better than them, I really think that they could beat the Dolphins. Dolphins have a great defense, arguably one of the best in the league. I'm worried about the offensive side of the ball. One, especially the running backs, they cannot stay healthy. Miles Gaskin finally has come back. Unfortunately, they're just not as complete as what I think these other 13 teams have the ability to be. So I have them at 14. I don't agree with that. But that's okay. Let's say that's your opinion. So at 14, I have Indianapolis. You have the Indianapolis at 14? Yes, I have Indianapolis at 14. They... Philip Rivers, you know, you can take the man out of San Diego and LA, but you can't take you can't take his style out of Philip Rivers. I mean, it he's the same as he was when he was in California. He the only is, thing different in him is he, he has more kids now. He yes. And his play is just steady. That's the thing with Philip Rivers. It's com- it's just steady. You just that's what you can rely on with him. But I'm gonna talk about Philip Rivers later. They, for you fantasy owners. They won three of their last four. Yes. One of them against Tennessee and Green Bay. So that's good. They have those feather in their caps. Defensively, they're they're missing some key players. A lot of it was because of COVID. But offensively, I just, Phillip Rivers, toward the end of the season, and when he, well, he hasn't been to the playoffs in a while, but toward the end of the season, it just, I don't think he's, he's going to be able to, off. Yeah, he's not going to be able to get them over that hump. And they're playing and, the Raiders this week. This is going to be a good test yeah. to see if he yeah. can. So maybe maybe Phillip Rivers will make me eat my words. But at this point, I have them at 14. Okay. Uh, I have the Ravens at 13. I understand they just beat the Cowboys. They put a wall up on them, but it's the Cowboys. Come on. We don't really need to talk much about that. They, they, they don't have the it factor for me right now. So I have them at 13. Raiders at 12. The problem with the, with the Raiders are they can beat a really, really good teams, but then they can lose teams like Atlanta and lose bad. They almost lost to the Jets if it wasn't for a blown coverage. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by coverage is you blitz on a Hail Mary attempt when they know it's going to be a Hail Mary attempt. That's questionable. So the Raiders are good, but they're they're not top 10. They're they're not close to it. And then have the Colts at 11. I know Dano has them at 14. You're talking about Phillip Rivers, but the thing is they're winning games. I don't care how a, a, a player performs, so to speak. They're winning the games, though, and that's all that matters. So at 13, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They Bucks have, at 13. Bucks at 13. Here's why. Have you seen their schedule? I ha- They've lost to some good teams. Uh, okay. Well, well, we do another power rankings at some point. We can change it. But at this point, I have Tampa Bay at 13. They have slid from my last power rankings because 
They have lost three of their last four games. Tom Brady has only thrown eight touchdowns and seven interceptions in those four games. I don't know where his head is at this point. I mean, fantasy wise, I can't be too mad because he is my quarterback and he throws a lot. At the end of the day, it is about winning and you lost three of your last four games. But look at their last three of their four. New Orleans. Okay, yes. How many points did they score in that game? Three. Thank you. <laughs> next. Next. They beat Carolina. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, not terrible. Then they lost against Los Angeles. And then they lost against Kansas City. Yeah. The same score, 27 to 24. Uh-huh. Both of those teams right now are in playoff contention. Great. Actually, they're all in playoff they contention. They have good losses. Yes. Looks at Carolina. But, yes. So, like I said, this is not a, a record ranking. This is a power ranking. You're right. I'm not saying that they're not a good team. They're 13th. And if you look, if if this was to be the playoffs right now, because it's seven teams in each conference, you which think means they're the top 14, that would mean the top 14 teams would be in the playoffs and the Tampa Bay Bucks would be in the playoffs. They have a wild card <laughs> spot right now. So my 13th they're not, ranking is not so far-fetched. I'm interested we'll, to see who's who's also outside of your top ten. Well, and well, so who's who's your twelve? I have Seattle at twelve. Okay. Well, yeah, and you know a lot of that has to do with with Russell Wilson. Again, he's not in the MVP race anymore. At eleven, and some of it is also their defense. But eleven, I have Baltimore. You think Baltimore right now can beat Tampa Bay? I think you are smoking what whatever you are smoking. Well, hold on, stop. No. No, I think they could beat them. You know, they have players coming off the COVID list now. I don't care for, who's off the for, COVID list on Baltimore. Except for, except for Debs Bryant. But, hey, remember, he caught it. <laughs> he caught the COVID, too. So, the Ravens, I think that they could beat the Tampa Bay Bucks right now if Tom Brady continues to play that he is playing. This is not Tom Brady that we're used to. What is going on that you have almost? But this is a power ranking of teams. Yes, and I and when we're looking at teams, we're looking at the entire yes, team. Yes, and their Special defense teams, is defense, one of the best offense, in the league. But they also have to rely on their offense, and I think that Baltimore's defense could frazzle dazzle no. Tom Brady. Uh, so no. we are going to agree to disagree on that. We I will. have Baltimore. The, at the Ravens are not better than the Bucks. Well, they well, are not. Unfortunately, we won't be able to see them play from this point forward in the season. But Tampa Bay plays Minnesota this coming weekend, so we'll see about that one. Number 10, my top 10, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. This past weekend, yes, they were supposed to lose to the worst team in the league, but I think that's probably why Greg Williams got fired. You know you know, scheme. Tampa Bay beat the Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're, we're, if we go through this like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, this team beat this team, I mean, I would have to have a freaking algorithm <laughs> To be able to figure out how to do a power rankings if we're going to do it based off this team beat this team. I am not so, – this. that's like doing a baseball schedule. 182 games and 30 teams. Like I 162 can't 162 games. 162 games. Look, now I'm all frazzled. We're not doing some stupid algorithm. This is my personal power rankings, and it's quite accurate just for everyone out there. But I have Vegas at 10 – I hope they get into the playoffs because this offense is fun to watch. And I have met 10. Who's your tell us not? Well, against Atlanta, and that offense was not fun to watch. So, a couple weeks ago, my top 10 Buccaneers, I understand they're seven and five. I get it. 
I still think that they can beat a lot of these teams, including the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens are that good. I have the Buccaneers at 10. At the number nine spot, I have the Seahawks. What was that game against the freaking Giants? You you basically slid all the way down. You're still in this top 10 because, you know, you're winning games. At the number eight spot, I have the Titans. Oh, hold on. Let me do my number nine. And I have the, the Miami Dolphins. Because they, like you said, you they're think winning games. That's what I'm saying. You think that the Dolphins can beat the Ravens and the Buccaneers? We're not. We're not going through this, Andrew. I can't say that the. I can't say that the Miami Dolphins at number nine. No, but this are is what be this is what power team. rankings this is. What power rankings is about. You you put teams in here that you think that they can beat the other teams. It, well, if you do a scheme, but let's let's look at what makes teams, you know, more powerful at some like. Say you have a great passing attack versus a great running attack. I don't think that Miami at number nine would be able to be every single team that's behind them. But overall, I think they have more talent and they have shown, they have proven. Look, you got Brian Flores, who I believe, like I said, weeks ago that he would be coach of the year. I still stand by that. Tua Tagovailoa, he has come in and done well. Even when he was out two weeks ago, Fitzmagic came in. So... They have been an impressive team. They're eight and four. That says something. Yes, I, I agree. They're a good team. I just don't think that they're Tampa Bay is seven and five. So if you want to go based off of, you know, no, I'm not talking about record. So, all right, whatever. You got the Dolphins at nine. I have the Titans at eight. Titans, you lost to the Browns. First half, the Browns took it over. Second half, the Titans took it over. Sutton, Tennessee just lost by six. I mean, if you looked at that game, Cleveland did. To Tennessee, what Tennessee did to the Colts the week before, ran up the score so high in the first half that in the second half, the defense kind of released the pressure. They were doing soft coverage, and Tennessee, I mean, I had Ryan Tannehill. I picked him up for my fantasy, so it kind of helped me. I mean, he aired the ball out in the second half, and I won my fantasy. He actually had a really good matchup, but Mm -hmm. Titans, like I've said before, they're not good at home. On the road, they're vastly different, one of the best in the league. So I have them at the eight spot. I also have them at number eight. At the number seven spot, I have to go with the Browns because they just beat the Titans. I also have number seven. But Surprisingly, they have one of the, you know, they actually have a really bad defense overall. I understand that, Miles Garrett. But defensively, the Browns aren't that good. It's going to be an interesting matchup. You're talking about the Ravens. We're going to go into the game prediction later. But the Browns right now are the number seven team in my power rankings. Well, of the top 12 teams in terms of record, the top 12 teams, they're the only team with a negative point differential, a negative 15. That's not sustainable because even especially though especially going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, even though they still won, you know, against the Titans, they still gave up over 30 points. I have Tennessee at eight simply because they lost to Cleveland this past weekend. Tennessee has scored more than 70 points in their last two games. Their offense is third in the league at this point, which bodes well for them. Their defense... Each week, it's it's you know ebbs and flows. This past weekend, you were you made Baker Mayfield look like a franchise top ten quarterback. This past weekend, he and threw the, four touchdowns in the first half. I, it was insane. So and everybody's jumping on that Baker bandwagon. Jump off of it. Yeah, Don't even get on. Yeah, it. just just say look, bye. Good wave goodbye because they're not worth it. Context matters because look, mm-hmm. I understand the Browns put up a ton of points in the first half. They only scored three in the second. So let's let's just slow down a little bit on Baker Mayfield. So watch against Baltimore this week. Yeah. 
So again, I have Tennessee at eight, Cleveland at number seven. At my sixth spot, I have the Rams. I do too. They've, you know, in weeks past, I have picked against the Rams. I picked them this past weekend, though. They have been quietly, you know, when I look at the eight and four teams, the Rams, Titans, Seahawks, Dolphins, and Colts, they seem the most quiet of the eight and four teams. I think they like it that way too. Yeah, they're they're probably fine with that. I guess because, you know, Jared Goff, he's not a very vocal quarterback. Um, and same with Aaron Donald on the other side. They're, they're a steady, quiet team. And again, they probably like it like that. The time has come. I have the Buffalo Bills in my top five. Wow. About freaking time. <laughs> well, I told you. Speaking of freaking time, it's about freaking time the <laughs> Buffalo Bills won on Monday night. You have you were the last team to win Monday night in this century. We are 20 years in this century, and you were the last team, and you finally did it. Congratulations, Buffalo Bills. Yay. Yeah, I want to put you in my top five just because of that. You finally won on Monday night. All right. Well, I have I have the Rams at six as well. Now I have the Steelers at number five. The Steelers are overrated. Dan and I have believed that from the very beginning. Yes. And it finally has come to fruition by losing to a four and seven team. The Steelers were winning games. Now, if you look at our last time power rankings, I think we had them at the number one or two spot. The four teams ahead of the Steelers, I think it could beat the Steelers. And one of them yeah. is actually going to play in this week. And they're going to prove Daniel and I right. Well, no, Daniel has the Steelers higher, well, so I don't know. Well, well, I have the Rams at six, Buffalo at five, Pittsburgh at four. Okay. Well, I have I have the Steelers at four because look, they're the Steelers are not that good. No, nope. they're they are winning games. Yes, that is the most important thing. But it also doesn't help you that Bud Dupree is out for the rest of the season. Yeah, and Devin that Bush and huge, obviously huge blow. But I don't think that the Steelers can beat the four teams that have ranked ahead of them. And that's what the power rankings is. At the fourth spot, I have the Packers. I think the Packers offensively one of the best in the league, hundred percent hands down. Wait, yes, based off of what you've said. You're telling me you have the Packers behind the Buffalo Bills? Yes, I think the Bills are better than the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Ooh, that shoe that stinks. No. The, the Bills are playing the Steelers this week. And if the Bills beat the Steelers, then what are you going to say? Oh, man, yeah, I do believe the Bills are better than the Packers. I think that they are. the Bills are better than them right now because how I, the Bills are winning games. Do I think that the... The, the Bills will beat the Steelers this weekend. Yes. Spoiler alert. You know my pick for that. But give it to them. They've only lost one game this season. So in their next power rankings, we could see Buffalo Bills crack the top four. Well, mine are already cracked the top four. They cracked the top three because I have the Packers at four, Bills at three. No. I have Pittsburgh at four, Green Bay at three, New Orleans at two. And Chiefs at one. And Chiefs at one. I have that as well. And Taysom Hill right now is playing better than when Drew Brees was leading the helm. Uh, let me ask you a question. I didn't play in this spontaneous moment. Do you think Taysom Hill should still be the quarterback for the Saints when Drew well, Brees is healthy? You know, I was thinking about that today because the Saints have the ability to um, designate Drew Brees to come back for practice. Don't fix what isn't broken at this yeah. point. They're playing better. And, you know, Taysom Hill, good for him that he finally is able to start. And he could be the the future for New Orleans once Drew Brees retires. But why rush Drew Brees back when you don't have to at this point? You've already locked in a playoff spot. Now you're just clinging on to number one seed. I wouldn't rush back the fact that Drew Brees cracked almost all his 
rib cage. Keep what you have right now. Don't rush Drew Brees back. I say keep Hill in there at least for the next maybe two or three weeks. So I'm just going to understand Taysom Hill and Drew Brees do not play defense. But I do believe that and they have the ability. If you don't know that, and you really should. Well, I mean, Taysom Hill might as well play defense because, yeah. I mean, he plays every other position. But I do believe that quarterback play does play a part on defense. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of stats. When Drew Brees was quarterback, these are the points that, that they had given up on defense. 23, 24, 30, 29, 27, 24, 23. Since Taysom Hill has been the quarterback, the defense has given up 16, 3, 9, and 13. I think Taysom Hill's play has affected how the defense has played, and I think the defense has played better. Why fix something that's not broken? I'm riding with Taysom Hill if I'm Sean Payton because Taysom Hill right now has not shown me anything that has any inclination that he can't continue to be quarterback going forward. Yeah, and I think, you know, with Drew Brees getting older, a couple of re- weeks rest would benefit him going Poss- the Possibly, because, if yeah, if you have the playoffs. But look, playoffs, what has he, other than winning the Super Bowl, the Katrina year, what have the Saints done in the playoffs with Drew Brees? Nothing. So why why not... Taysom Hill's playing really well yeah, right now. I mean, hey, see how far that gets you into the playoffs. I mean, yeah. he's Taysom's the future right now. Their their next, well, I don't think Jameis. Well, 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 let's just say field. immediate future because we don't think he's going to be a long term. No, because he's he's an older guy. But I'm saying yeah. next year, the year after, maybe. Yeah. Let's look at the next four games. They have to go to Philadelphia. That's a win. Win. Play Kansas City at home. Ooh. That's a coin flip. Mm. I don't know. We'll see how the week progresses. You play the Vikings at home. That's a win. win. And then you go to Carolina. That's a win. Sorry, Panthers fans. They're going to go three and four in their next, last four games with Taysom Hill. That means they're going to finish the season 13 and three, yeah. which spoiler alert, actually not a spoiler alert. The beginning of the year, I said that Saints were going to go 13 and three. Taysom Hill, I'm going to let it ride. And then for the number one seed, the Chiefs, look, they're better than anybody in the NFL. Yeah. They can beat anyone in the NFL right now. Well, they almost lost to the Broncos this past weekend. Yeah, but, but the, we've said division games. Yeah, move, it's even. It can be even. Yep, and even we and uh, every team loses a a bad game once a year. Which the Seahawks they lost their one bad game of the year. Yeah, so and the Steelers lost their one bad game of the year. Yeah, I, mean, I think that they that they'll probably lose to the bills, but losing to the bills is not losing to the red. That's yeah. hundred yeah, percent. And we've said it all season long. Every team has that one bad loss. It's just the reality of the NFL. So those are our power rankings for this week. Now we have one more set of power rankings. That's going to be at the end of the season though, because it is week 14. We'll do it when the season is complete, but let's talk about our top five MVP picks right now. I actually have six. And I say six because I want to give this guy an honorary shout out. Remember you talked about Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans, how you wouldn't want to play Deshaun Watson at this point. I wouldn't either. If he was not on a four and seven team right now, he would absolutely be in the MVP discussion. The problem with your theory, Andrew, about no one wanting to play Deshaun Watson is he's not on the field. This defense it has kept him off the field. Yes, they're, but when he's they're on al- the field. They're allowing the most time of possession for the opposing team. They have the least amount of turnovers, which both of those keep Watson off the field. The run game is second to last. It's not allowing the play action to develop. And we know how important it is to have a balanced offense. He accounts for 88% of their offense at this point. 
And it just makes it so hard to not put him in my top five. But if he had a better cast on the defense and actual running game to compliment him, he would be an MVP candidate and Houston would be higher in my power rankings. But I feel bad for Deshaun Watson, so I'm going to give him an honorary shout-out for MVP at this point. Look, I agree. Deshaun Watson, he 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 rightfully so deserves to be in the conversation. He's never going to win it. He's never going to be in it this year because they're losing. I understand that. For number five, I have a defensive player. I'm going with TJ Watt. He's playing better than anyone in the league right now on the defensive side of the ball. The first half of the season, 100%, I would agree it would be Aaron Donald, without a doubt. Mm. But ever since the Steelers lost Devin Bush in the beginning of the season, and they lost Bud Dupree, TJ has stepped up. Normally, production for players like that would go down, but for him, it's gone up. I get it. Aaron Donald is dominating, but Watt has less of a core group of guys that he's been surrounded with since losing Dupree and Bush. I think he deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Well, the thing is with Aaron Donald is he gets so much attention in games, and you've addressed that in weeks past where he gets double or triple coverage. He gets so much attention, it allows the other guys around him yeah. to do the playmaking. And, I, and, I, and I, yeah, like you said, I've talked about it before, and I don't think that goes unnoticed. But what I'm saying in this case, because Aaron Donald, in my opinion, is the best defensive player in the league. But this is, mm-hmm. this is strictly MVP yeah. conversation. Well, I... At number five, I actually have another defensive player on this dealers, and that's Minka Fitzpatrick. I think he will make the Pro Bowl this year. He's I think, he'll, I think he'll be all pro. <laughs> so he can sit down knowing, playing video games, knowing he made the Pro Bowl without yeah. actually playing a game, which they're set up for the Pro Bowl this year is just stupid. But he will, he'll make Wait, the Pro they're Bowl. they're not having the Pro Bowl in person? No, they're not playing. They're playing like a video game. That's dumb. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, for me personally, I could not care less about the Pro Bowl. Well, I mean, it's just a fun thing. Like, yeah. you know, to see your own team out there on the field. Like, oh, my gosh, there's, you know. It used to be fun like 10, 15 years ago. When it was in Hawaii. Yeah, when it was in Hawaii every year. But, like, the player competition yeah. was better, mm-hmm. like bench press and just like the, the drills. Now, it, the drills are now stupid it's, now. It's a show now. It's it's, yeah, it's all it, about showmanship. And I love and Pat money. McAfee talks about how, how big of a joke the Pro Bowl is. Anyways, beside the point. But I'll never forget from this point on, it was during the Pro Bowl that we found out that Kobe Bryant died. So that'll always be associated for me. Anyways, side point. <laughs> um, but I think Mika Fitzpatrick will make the Pro Bowl this year. The secondary is allowing the least amount of QBR and passing yards. The trade from Miami has drastically changed this defense, and he is a clear leader on the defensive side of the ball, and the fit has been absolutely perfect. Well, I think it's been fit for both teams because people would say, you know what, the Dolphins lost Mika Fitzpatrick. I'll tell you why they didn't lose him. Mika did not want to be there in the first place. He fits the Steelers better because of his his style, his arrogance, his, his swagger, everything about him. He fits who Pittsburgh is. That's not how Miami's playing. That's not no. how Brian Flores is, is leading He's, the team. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, I think that Mika Fitzpatrick, just the fit and the leadership on the defensive side, but I almost put TJ Watt, so that was a good decision. My number fourth spot, I have Derrick Henry. Tennessee, and the reason why he's not at my number three, I'll just go ahead and kind of spoil it for you. I have Dalvin Cook at number three. They're in this horse race between the two of them of who's going to have the most rushing yards by the end of the season. The reason why I have Derek Henry at number four versus number three is because Tennessee has shown 
they can win games without Derrick Henry going off. I cannot say the same with Dalvin Cook. Yeah. I would much rather rely on Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback versus, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm Kirk drawing Cousins. a blank. Kirk Cousins. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, I for- See, that's how irrelevant he's become. I for- <laughs> literally forgot his name. Oh my gosh. So I think that Tennessee can rely more on Ryan Tannehill than uh, Kirk Cousins. So I have Derrick Henry at number four. Um, Derrick Henry, I think, will get the rushing crown this year. I mean, he's got Jacksonville, Green Bay, Detroit, and Houston left, and their rushing defense is not that great. They're actually toward the bottom of the league. And it's December. It's uh, Henryberry, or I can't remember. <laughs> That's a huge stretch. As it gets colder, Derrick yeah. Henry heats up. So, I, yeah, I, I have him at number four and then Dalvin Cook at number three. I have Derrick Henry at number four as well. Look, the, he's leading an eight and four Titans team. They're the fourth seed right now in the AFC playoff race. Though he didn't have a big game against the Browns, it allowed Ryan Tannehill to have a big game. They are ultra dependent on King Henry. Look, he's first in the NFL, 1,317 rushing yards. He has 271 rush attempts, which is also first, meaning he's carrying the load. He has 12 touchdowns. He's second in the league, which is only one behind Dalvin Cook. Yeah. He's at 109.8 yards per game, second in the league, also behind Cook. Without Henry, the Titans would not be where they are right now without Henry. So I have to go with Henry at number four. I don't have another running back. So my third is actually Wait, my... You, you don't even have Devin Cook I on don't, your MVP yeah, at all? I don't. The reason why is because I think Josh Allen at the three spot has been a bigger need for wait, the Bills. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Pause. Wait, 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 wait. You have TJ Watt on this MVP list, but you yes. don't have Dalvin Cook. MVP... If you don't know, most valuable player. player. Yes. Okay. And you're telling me that TJ Watt yes. is more valuable I'll, to I'll the entire you. team than Dalvin Cook? Yes. Okay. Because TJ Watt. Smoke is, me what you got because I need some. <laughs> TJ Watt on the defensive side of the ball is a necessity for Pittsburgh, especially with Bush and Bud Dupree being hurt. Yeah, but Bud Dupree just got hurt. I, I understand and, that. But I'm saying if you lose TJ. That defense is is non-existent. He is the defense aside from Mika Fitzpatrick. No, but but we're, it, for, or stop. Besides, that's that we're not even talking about that right now. We're talking about Josh Allen. You need to give credit where it's due. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. I gave no. him credit and you didn't. No. Hey, you know I've been high on Dalvin Cook this entire year. But I'm talking about if I take away Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills, they're not where they are right now. They're not nine and three. And I don't think that the the no 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 Minnesota would you agree? Would I'm, we're not talking six. about Minnesota right now. I'm talking about Josh Allen. Do you think if you take away Josh Allen, they'd be nine and three? No, I don't think Look, they the would Vikings be. are six and six dispute, right now. I'm not disputing that. The at Vikings all. are six and six right now. What has Dalvin Cook done more than than what Josh Allen has done to the Bills? Well, the reason why quarterbacks are always in the MVP race is because it's kind of hard to have a team without a quarterback. I, That's why they always seem to win. Unless you have and why unless you have Lamar Jackson or Taysom Hill, you get, you get shafted on the defensive side or running backs. When was the last time Adrian Peterson was the last running back to get it? And yeah. Aaron Donald was, it should have been Chris Johnson, 2009. So got freaking robbed. The reason why quarterbacks always seem to win is because that is always the most important position. So if you remove a lot of these quarterbacks from these teams, if you want to use that as the metric, then a lot of these teams will not have as many wins. Yes, but Josh Allen is the Buffalo Bills right now. 100%. He means more to the Bills than Dalvin Cook means to the Vikings. And the fact that the Bills may finish to be one of the best teams in the NFL. They're going to finish top five in the league. 
Yes. The Vikings won't even make playoffs. So I cannot put Dalvin Cook ahead of Josh Allen. Anyways, this is my time. Okay. Stop stealing it away. Josh Allen has 3,403 passing yards, which is fifth in the league. 26 touchdowns, tied for six. He's thrown eight interceptions, which, you know, is 15 the most in the league. So he needs to tone that back a little bit. His key bar is 75, sixth in the league, fourth in comp- completion percentage, seventh in passer rating. The Bills right now are 9-3, and they are the third seed in the AFC. I said last week that the Bills have lost to the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Cardinals. They are not losing bad games at all. They are a top 10 catch in NFL history away from being 10-2. and two. Josh Allen is leading the helm. Look, let me ask you something. And we're talking just Buffalo. Outside of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, who on that team can you tell me has played an intricate part on what the Bills have done? Well, if you want because to because if you want to talk about Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson is having a heck of a year. So who else has has been able to carry the Bills other than Josh Allen? I'm not disputing that Josh Allen hasn't done well for that. He, he's not even in your list, though. You're top five. No, he's not. You're smoking because you're drinking or because something. I off the booze because <laughs> I have said that MVP, most valuable player, and I don't think most that we valuable should tie, to what? Hold on, I my time. I don't think that we should measure an MVP strictly based off of, you know, do they have the best record at the end of the season? I think it's if this player was to be removed from the team, and I'm not disputing that Josh Allen, if he was removed, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't have Josh Allen on my list. You don't have Delvin Cook on your list. And I think that if you remove Delvin Cook, Minnesota would not be there where they are. I agree. If you're you right, there would be less than six and six. I and I well, he was injured for a how game? many games? No, he was out for multiple games. I'm not disputing that Josh Allen, if he was removed, I'm just making the point. Dalvin Cook should be on your list. Maybe I should have put Josh Allen on my list. So let's. You were, but apparently, talking. subconsciously, I have some vendetta against the Buffalo Bills, and I just block them from my memory. So you're sitting here talking about Dalvin Cook missed multiple games. Yes, he did. He lost to, he was out against the Seahawks, which they lost by one point. Mm-hmm. And if uh, Mike Zimmer actually had a brain, they would have won that game. Instead, they allowed Russell Wilson to go down the field. And then they lost against the Falcons. So, yes, they lost two games. That's only two games, Daniel. Again, I'm making- Josh Allen. All right. We're, the, the conversation's not going anywhere. We're, we're completely disagreeing on this. So I have Josh Allen at three, and he was my preseason MVP pick. So- Number two, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has 3,395 yards, six in the league, 36 touchdowns, which is number one in the NFL, four interceptions, which is tied for third fewest. Completion percentage is fifth in the NFL. His QBR is only second behind Patrick Mahomes. His passer rating is first in the NFL, and he's leading a 93 Packers team, which they are number two in the NFC right now. Aaron Rodgers is doing everything he can. And I understand, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's all this stuff. Why can't it be someone new? Aaron Rodgers means a whole lot to that team. And my number two spot, I have Patrick Mahomes. He has 31 touchdowns, only two interceptions. Him and Big Ben are the only QBs to have a touchdown in every single one of their games this year. Patrick Mahomes makes everyone around him better. He's been a perfect fit for Kansas City, obviously, because they won a Super Bowl and they can potentially win another one. I have Aaron Rodgers at number one. He's won it twice before. Green Bay at this moment has the number one offense. Who would have thought at this point that Green Bay 
would have the number one oh, offense. You have Aaron Rodgers at number one. Uh huh. Well, let me tell you why Patrick Mahomes is number one for well, you and wait, Aaron Rodgers. No, I've already no, I'm already my time. I he's won it twice before. They have the number one offense. Remember, at the beginning of the season, we talked about how on earth did Green Bay draft a quarterback and not a wide receiver. He has made every single person around him better. Did you know who Robert Tunyon was before this season started? Nope. I know you didn't, based off your look. I didn't know who he was either. <laughs> he's leading the league right now in touchdowns for tight ends. He I know. Is, he's on my uh, fantasy. Look, and I, yes. I said at the beginning of the year that he was going to be someone that Green Bay uses a lot. Yeah. And it's and he is, well and, for me. And that is his, that's his favorite target. Aaron Rodgers is his favorite target. He is. I think he'll win the MVP for a third time in his career. That's who I have at number one, Aaron Rodgers. So I'll tell you why Patrick Mahomes is going to win it a second time and actually tie Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes is number one in the NFL in passing yards. He's 30 in the NFL with 31 touchdowns, which is only five behind Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes can make up that ground. He has two interceptions, which ranks second in the NFL. The only other players that have more than him are backup quarterbacks, or you have players like Jalen Hurts, who just became the starter, and Taysom Hill. His completion percentage is, you know, could be better. It's 10th in the NFL. He has the most passing yards per game. He ranks number one with QBR, number two in passer rating behind Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, that they're they are eleven and one and they're tied for the best record in the NFL. Well, la di da. I want to, before you interrupt me, I understand the weapons the Chiefs have. I was about to get to that. Okay, good. I knew you were going to because I know everybody says that. But you have to produce that at the end of the day, correct? Well, cow- it takes two to tango. It does. Both of them have to produce. Exactly. But the Cowboys, Panthers, and Falcons, and the Vikings all have tremendous weapons. Why aren't they producing like the Chiefs? Then then it goes into, oh, well, Andy Reid or this and this. At the end of the day, p- players have to execute. But don't you think that Aaron Rodgers should get more credit for the fact that he doesn't have that talent around him like Aaron Rodgers is number two right now. Yep. I'm, I'm not, I think he should be number I, one. No, I he's throwing to no. I don't neighbors. care who. Win, I don't care out of those two who wins. One of those two needs to win. I agree. I'm not disputing that Aaron Rodgers doesn't deserve it. I'm telling you why Patrick Mahomes is going to win it because they're 11 and one right now, and his numbers are going to be historic. Patrick Mahomes right now deserves to win the NFL MVP. Aaron Rodgers does too. I'm not going to be mad either way. And I understand that the the Chiefs are a team, but Patrick Mahomes has beaten. Strength, his strength of victory has been better than Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to be bad at either one who wins, but I do believe Patrick Mahomes is going to win his second one. Now, our week 14 matchups. Last week, I won 11 and four. I had the Steelers, Seahawks, and Titans. Those three lost, and then I also picked the Cowboys against the Ravens. Dano ended up picking the Ravens if Lamar Jackson played. They ended up playing. So Dano went 12 and three last week. My overall. Game prediction percentage is 66.41%. For my picks, I'm sitting at 69 and 32, which gives me a 0.683 winning percentage, which puts me a little better than the Tennessee Titans. Not as good as the Cleveland Browns. Now, there are no more bye weeks for the remainder of the year. That means all 16 matchups or games will be on for the remainder of the season. Thursday Night Football, tonight we have a really spicy matchup. New England is actually traveling. Well, not really traveling because they played Los Angeles Chargers last week, so they're staying in L.A. I mean, what kind of benefit is that to a team, the fact that you're playing a team 
and you get to stay in the ho- back. same hotel in the same bed. You're a team that's literally on the other side of the country, but back to back weeks you don't have to travel. Well, the NFL, at all. the NFL does that on purpose. They they try to make sure that teams are like that. But they're playing the Rams tonight, Thursday night football. The Patriots are rolling. Cam Newton is doing exactly what he's being asked to do. Defense is back to normal. Cam just has to make no mistakes, and they win. I'm going with the Patriots against this Rams team. I don't see the Rams losing at home. I have the Rams over New England. Overall, the Rams are just a better team. And it's funny that I'm actually picking the Rams, but I also don't ever pick the Patriots either. Yeah. So (laughs) you you don't pick the Patriots. I do. And I'm always right on that. Houston is traveling to Chai Town, playing the Bears. Deshaun Watson is my MVP pick for a losing team. I mean, I I can't put someone that has a, a losing record in MVP conversation. Okay. I'm going with the Texans. Chicago's going to lose seven in a row. I also think that Houston's going to win. We talked about Deshaun and his honorary MVP selection. Chicago offensively, it's just it's probably one of the worst that I can remember at this point for a team that started out so well and a defense so good. It, it's lopsided, and they just don't have the offensive firepower. I've got Houston as well. Now Dallas is traveling to Cincinnati. I mean, it, the Bengals are just bad. They, just, they don't have their quarterback yeah so. they're real bad i'm going with the cowboys uh so i'm going with the cowboys kansas city and miami it's a great matchup you There's have a lot of good matchups this week it'll very a lot of good matchups so you have a number one offense well sorry you have a top offense versus a top defense i think the dolphins defense is good but i think the chiefs offense is better i'm going with the chiefs i'm also going with the chiefs i mean they're they're the best team in the league right now and it doesn't matter what miami does i I think Kansas City is going to keep rolling, and I don't foresee them losing any games for the rest of the year. Let me ask you this. So moving on, the Giants have won four in a row, and in, in their four wins, they've only allowed 16.5 points in those four games. I'm picking the Giants to beat Arizona because Arizona has to travel across country against New York. I'm going with the Big Apple. Picking the Giants at this point wouldn't be too bad. I mean, they've lost none in the past four weeks while Arizona has lost three in the past three weeks. But I have Arizona winning this game. They lost a real tough divisional matchup last week. They are the better team overall. And if Arizona was to win, I would plague them as the most disappointing team this season. A lot of that I personally would put on Kyler Murray. He's got a lot of weapons around him. Great running backs. I have Arizona winning finally against the New York Giants. Minnesota traveling to Tampa Bay. Look, the Bucs are coming off a bye week. Tom Brady is 14-4 and four off a bye week in his career. It's the Buccaneers. I don't, I don't see Tom Brady losing off a bye week. I also have Tampa Bay winning over Minnesota. Tampa Bay is just overall the better team defensively. It's, it'll be a great matchup between them and Dalvin Cook and whether... Dalvin Cook can actually break 100 yards against this Tampa Bay rushing defense. They've been very stingy this year. I still have Tampa Bay winning, especially coming off a bye week. Our next matchup is Carolina against Denver. Christian McCaffrey, thank the good Lord above, is coming back this week. Simply Mm -hmm. because of that, I got Carolina over Denver. Yeah, Same thing. Uh, Panthers, please win because y'all have lost every game where I've picked you guys in. But because Christian McCaffrey is coming back, I have to go with the Panthers. Divisional matchup, we got Tennessee going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I think you will also lose this game. 
I don't even see them winning a game for the rest of the season. Tennessee is coming off a bad loss against Cleveland. They have to win this game since it is a divisional matchup, and I think they'll do so. Look, Derrick Henry, Henry. Derrick Henry is the daddy of the Jaguars when he's not daddy of Baltimore. He he puts the Jaguars above his knee. He's got a lot of kids, and he does. And Jacksonville happens to be the oldest kid of those. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Titans. Another really good matchup. Colts traveling to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. This is honestly a coin flip for me. I think the Raiders need this game more than the Colts because they are on the outside looking in for the playoffs. Yeah. I'm going with the Raiders. I also have the Raiders beating the Colts this week. They are playing at home. I think there's going to be some mental readjustment. I have them winning against the Colts as well. Now, our next matchup has has me triggered this question because I, I see it a lot all the time. The New York Jets are traveling to Seattle. Now, I think Seattle is not going to lose against the worst team in the NFL Especially since they lost to the Giants last yeah, week. I don't think they're going to have two bad losses at home. But something I see often is like when people are like Clemson or Alabama can beat a New York Jets team. And I hate that argument. There, first of all, there is no college team past, present, or future that will ever beat an NFL team. And I'll tell you why. The Jets have pretty much the best players on college rosters. Where in college, you just have the best player in recruiting. There, there's no Alabama team that's going to beat the Jets because of the production of players that are on NFL teams. Even if they're not the best college players that come out, the Jets have a correlation or, or just a multitude of really good players. So I just want to squash that argument right now because I see it all the time. Next matchup, Packers traveling to Detroit. Wait, so I'm assuming you're choosing Seattle. I mean, I'm choosing Seattle. I, yeah, I, so just, I. I just thought about that because of the yeah. Jets. Sorry if you hear mowing in the background. Uh, my neighbor decided to mow his yard in the middle of the afternoon. But we had the Packers traveling to Detroit. Now, Aaron Rodgers is 16-5 and five against Detroit in his career. That alone gives me even more confirmation that I'm going to go with the Packers. I was going with them anyways. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I was just D- Detroit doesn't have I, – I well, here, I'll say this. I think the game is going to be closer than what we expect. So Packers win by 15? Yeah, I have Green Bay winning, but this is what I think. I think they're going to cover. I think it's it's seven you think and a half. The Lions are going to cover. I think the Lions are going to cover. It's seven and a half at this point. I think the Lions are going to cover that. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not picking that. That is one of my picks. Sports bets for our sports bets. The Saints are traveling to Philadelphia. Taysom Hill is playing better than Drew Brees did. My opinion. I'm going with the Saints. Philadelphia is just they suck. Like they're bad. Oh, well, I mean, Jalen Hurts, it is his first start. So, yeah, this will be an interesting matchup now that we have Jalen Hurts coming in. Battle of the backups. Battle of the backups. But offensively, Taysom Hill is. And their defense is way better. Yeah, they're playing better this year. I also got New Orleans. Yeah. But the next matchup, I mean, we've got Atlanta going to L.A. as well. That's a quick turnaround for the groundskeepers. I have groundskeepers, so it's a turf. So, I mean, well. No, because they got to do the the painting and everything. They got to paint the field. Pretty much have the same colors, but anyways, yes. Chargers are hosting Atlanta. I've actually got the Falcons winning this game. Okay. I mean, yes, they had a blowout loss. (laughs) Literally didn't score one point. But I got Atlanta. I think that their offense is going to be too much for the Chargers defense. Chargers defense is worse than Atlanta's defense. I'm going with the Falcons as well. So the next matchup was originally supposed to be played in Santa Clara. 
for the 49ers, but they're not allowed to. So they'll be playing in Glendale, Arizona. <laughs> so the Washington football team will be traveling. Yep, God, this is again. so weird. This is so 2020. You've got the Washington football team traveling to Arizona to play, to play the 49ers. How more, how more 2020 can you get? So we got Washington traveling to Arizona to play the 49ers. I originally had Washington winning, but Antonio Gibson is going to be out with turf toe. And at this point in the season, he's one of the best running backs. But I have San Francisco beating Washington in Arizona. You know, you saying that is 2020-esque of this game. It made me think of all the memes of the Steelers where people are like, you lost to a team with no name. It's like... <laughs> It's a no-name team. <laughs> the Washington play, football playing, team. You're playing a team with no city. So, <laughs> more uh, All right. Well, uh, yes, I'm going with the Niners as well. I don't like them traveling all the way across country. Next, uh, the 15th <laughs> matchup. Make sure you make the turn left instead of yeah. right to go up. Okay, so. I'm, uh, next, uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo, Sunday Night Football. This is a great matchup. Steelers yes. are overrated. We both believe that. We said it before. Bills are my third best team in the NFL. They are going to prove to Daniel why they deserve to be in his top four because they're not. Don't know why. Yeah. But the Bills are going to win this game. It's hard to play in Buffalo. It's going to be cold. I mean, it was cold in Pittsburgh, and they still yeah, lost. But yeah. I like Buffalo. I We have not split until this point. I have Pittsburgh Winning against Buffalo, even though earlier in the podcast I said I could see Buffalo winning. I still think Pittsburgh's going to win. Mike Tomlin is going to be coaching pissed. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to lose back-to-back. I mean, they lost to a 4-7 and team last week. I don't see Mike Tomlin. You don't see him losing to a 9-3 and team this week? No, I don't because just because it's not that because Buffalo is a good team. It's the fact that they didn't lose. If but it was see, Buffalo, wait. I was waiting for you to if, say that. Go if, ahead. If they had lost to Buffalo last week, I wouldn't see this situation the same because they're a legitimate team. That's but why you but, lost to a four and seven team, not a nine and three team. I knew you were going to mention that because some people assume that because the Steelers went eleven and zero before their first loss, that they can't possibly lose a second game in a row. I right. think that they do here with Buffalo. Okay, Buffalo so is much better than Washington. And yeah. you could say, oh, it was a flute game. It's not. Well, each team has a, a bad loss each season. So Pittsburgh, I have them winning. You have Buffalo winning. The last matchup, it's actually another great matchup, is Baltimore playing Cleveland, a divisional matchup on Monday Night Football. Baltimore, this is their third week in a row. That third gonna, week in yeah, a row and then, on primetime. And then Cleveland, we just found out yesterday they're going to be flexed next week into another primetime game. Against Great. the Giants. Against on Sunday Giants. Night Football. So, Woo. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're leading their division at, at this point. I have Baltimore beating Cleveland, and that was a difficult decision for me. Just Baltimore has a better history against Cleveland, and they spanked them at the beginning of this season. And I think that they'll win, but... I think they'll barely beat the Browns this time. Look, I hate the Browns on primetime football. I don't think they're any good. I especially don't think they're good on national television. Well, they haven't had a lot of primetime games they because haven't. they've been bad for so long. That's fine. I think that it, this is going to throw off their scheduling, their feng shui, because they're not used to playing primetime. Usually they're probably sleeping at that time. I'm going with the Ravens. I just like the Ravens under the lights on Monday Night Football. Okay, to wrap this show up, we first want to address last week on our Instagram 
at Podcast Pigskin, we addressed some waiver wire pickups that could be beneficial to your lineup. And Andrew, I had three and they freaking smoked this week. And I was so proud of myself. The three individuals that I picked, Corey Davis, Wayne Gallman, and Kirk Cousins. Let me just run down the fantasy for you. Corey Davis, 11 receptions, 182 yards, one touchdown. He had 32.7 fantasy points. That was first among all wide receivers. Thank you. And guess where he was sitting on my roster? And, you know, we talked about this last week because Dano has Corey Davis on his roster. And yes. He's mad at me because I didn't mm-hmm. tell him. I have said, Andrew and I have discussed this before. I have A.J. Brown and Corey Davis on my roster because Ryan Tannehill always picks one of them to target each week. But the problem is I freaking picked the wrong one each week. <laughs> I did it last week with A.J. Brown and I did it this week with Corey Davis. Now, mind you, I still won all three of my fantasies and I'm going to the playoffs and all three of them. So if you need any fantasy advice, I'm your man. But I had Corey Davis, all those points sitting on my bench. I still won though. Yeah. So Corey Davis, first among all wide receivers, let's go. Wayne Gallman, 16 carries, 135 yards, 16.5 fantasy points, 13th among all running backs. That's a great flex pick right there. Yeah. And then I said, Kirk Cousins. Thank you, Lord. I got this one right. Kirk Cousins had 305 yards, three touchdowns, 45.45 fantasy points. That was eighth among all quarterbacks. So let me tell you what. If you hit those three guys, especially Corey Davis, it was a good week for you in fantasy. You probably end up winning your matchups. So this week, the waiver wires I have, I have three new individuals for you guys. The first one, Alan Lazard, Green Bay wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers does not lose against the Lions. We talked about earlier. He torches them every time that they play them. Devonta Adams is going to get a lot of attention, and it's going to allow some room for Lazard. He averages 11.4 points a game. Only 42% of leagues with ESPN have him on their rosters. That would be a great flex pick. That's Exactly. I wouldn't put him as my wide receiver one or two, but a yeah, flex I, I want. Good. I think all these individuals here, other than the quarterback, I think the, the two or three that I'm going to tell you are great flex options. Plus, they're playing in a dome. So the weather does not matter. It's not an issue for Aaron Rodgers at all. Now, the next two individuals. So my first one, Salvin Ahmed, which is a backup running back to Miami. Who? I know a lot of people don't know him. But the thing is, he he's missed the last two games because of his shoulder injury. So I'm going to tell you, if he plays, he's questionable right now. If he plays, start him at the flex. If he doesn't, I have a backup for you. But this is my a ballsy back, a backup to a backup. Yeah, backup to a backup. This is my ballsy pick for waiver wire. Miles Gaskin is going to take the low, but I think Ahmed can get those goal line touchdowns or garbage points because I think Kansas City might blow him out. He averages 9.7 fantasy points a game. He's only on 36% of rosters. Now, like I said, he's questionable right now. But if he does not play, I'm going with Tony Pollard, running back to the Dallas Cowboys. His production isn't that high, but they are playing a Bengals defense who give up the fourth most rushing yards in the league. He's only on 25% of rosters. He's a very high risk, high reward possibility, but only if Ahmed does not play for Miami. And then for the quarterback, I have to go with Phillip Rivers. Daniel talked about him earlier. He's he's kind of harping on him. But I think from a fantasy position, he ranks 16th among all quarterbacks. He averages over 32 points per game. He's only on 25% of ESPN rosters. The Raiders are giving up the ninth most points for quarterbacks. I would start Phillip Rivers. Now, the last segment before we head on out, sports betting. Last week, Dan and I did pretty good. We were both four of six. So I had Detroit plus three. 
That was a lock. That was my lock for the week. How the heck Cincinnati did not cover is beyond me. It was 11. It was set at 11 and a half. They ended up losing by 12. I had the under for the Colts in Houston last week on the segment. I was very conflicted by that. Daniel kind of convinced me. Yep. Got that one. Kansas City did not cover. Minus 14 and only won by six. What the heck? I picked Buffalo and Moneyline. I didn't know how San Francisco was going to play against them. And then the last one, I had the Patriots and the Chargers. The under 47 total points. You barely. I barely got it because the Patriots won 45 to zero. (laughs) So I barely got that. Daniel can talk about his four of six. So yeah, yeah, four of six. So for my picks, I had Vegas and Seattle with the money line over the Jets and Giants, respectively. I barely won the Vegas one. Of course, I didn't win again with Seattle. Kansas City didn't cover, which, again, I don't understand that, just like Andrew doesn't. I, I had Green Bay covering against Philly, which they did. Indianapolis and Houston, I picked the under, which was easy for me. I was able to convince Andrew, got that one correct. And then Cleveland and Tennessee, they absolutely demolished the over at 54. Our sports bets right now have been uh, pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty good for being an amateur, getting four so, or six. So four or six, and uh, with my predictions. Yeah, if you can, if you can look, if y'all are out there sports betting, forget paying. We're giving this stuff to you for free. We're not charging at all. So stop paying for things. Look, our numbers are pretty good. That's all I'm going to say. But as far as week 14 sports betting, it's going to be posted for week 14 on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Pigskin. Anything else? Also, give us a follow. Give us a follow. Thank you for listening to this week on the Pigskin Podcast. We will see you next Thursday. Much love. Thanks for listening this week on the Pigskin Podcast. Subscribe to the pod on iTunes and Spotify so you'll never miss a show. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Pigskin. If you want to stay engaged throughout the week, give us a follow. We want to hear from our listeners. Give us a breakdown. Signing off.